This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's all about 90 Day Fiancé, and of course, it's all about the season finale of 90 Day Fiancé, UK edition. Can't believe it's the season finale. I feel a little unfulfilled, and I'm going to talk about that. But before I do that, let's get some housekeeping out of the way. Uh, One, I went live with a docu-series. If you don't know about that podcast, definitely check out docu-series. Wah... And I want to say Crystal, but I think her name is Christine. Anyways, docuseries, they cover all things um, reality TV. So make sure you check them out. They're on YouTube as well, as well as on Patreon. Uh, Second of all, support the show. Bottom of the screen, you can see where you can support the show. Linda Sogurley, Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, as well as Super Chat and Super Stickers are always available. Super thanks or even more... um, appreciated and i thank you guys for that i'm going to be multitasking this show so if you see me look over like this for a bit it's because i've been on support and hold uh for hours and i can't let it go but i also wanted to do the show so i'm going to multitask it's going to be great uh shout out to mandy carol vanessa hey girls hey holla all right so let's jump into 90 day fiance uk Season 10, for those of us outside of the UK, it was season, it was episode 12 for them. I think I said season 10. I meant to say episode 10 for us. Everywhere else, it was episode 12 because there was a couple episodes that we didn't get outside of the UK. And so, hey, Megan. Hey, girl. Hey. Is my sound okay? Lately, I've been feeling like it echoes a little bit. So let me know. I don't think you guys see that I have a whole full-on microphone situation here, but... If my sound is off, let me know. It feels a little off lately. Okay, so let's talk about these two ding-dongs, Emma and Hussein. Now, the title of the episode is I've Made a Massive Mistake. You 100% made a massive mistake. And just looking at their body language here, uh, y'all, like, look at her and look at him. It's clearly a visa situation. It's clearly he wants to better his life. It's clear to me that he doesn't give a shit about her. He just wants to... Right, this was a disappointing finale. I agree with you, Melody, 100%. And there were couples that, like, what happened? What happened? We don't even get to know. So she's stressed out. um, And she feels like, you know, her dreams have been shattered because, you know, they're having some problems with the visa And so now they're going to go to a second place to get a notary and she's crying, but he's not worried about it. He thinks everything's going to be hunky dory and, you know, maximum they have to come back and get married in a month. He's not worried about it, but the wedding is super important to her because she, you know, she's been doing this long distance, no sex, no kissing, no love or affection, sending him money and gifts for six months. She wants a return on her investment. She wants to lock this dude down, even though all of the red flags, he's a walking red flag, you guys. He's a walking red flag. He, like, (sighs) why? Why, Emma, why? So they're, you know, trying to get it together. 
he's worried about his hair, you guys. So as they're going to the second spot to the registrar, he's sitting in the car and he's like, oh, it's too, it's too humid for my hair. Like, that's your concern. You're not concerned that y'all might not even get married. You're not concerned that you've paid this woman no attention and she's crying and all the things. Oh, Lord, like, stop it. Just stop it. So they get to the second registrar slash notary and everyone's gone because it's lunch break, but they get back and everyone's talking. The woman's like, don't worry, always be happy. You know, we can marry them this week. And he's like, you know what? See, God wanted this to happen. I don't know if God had anything to do with it. I think this is all you. I think this is all you. And you alone, because you want a better life, Hussein. And I don't think you're thinking about Emma at all. Right? So then it's their wedding day, which is what we're looking at here. And Emma's daughter is like, you know what? Do what you want to do as they're getting her ready as long as you're happy then i'm happy for you and yeah i feel more comfortable with him well you feel comfortable with him because remember you guys last week i don't know what happened to me here i'm looking crazy there we go remember last week she jumped on him arms around him legs around him the whole nine yards do you remember that um Sorry, I told you I was multitasking. So do you remember that? And it was like a weird, like, why are your legs wrapped around his waist and your arms wrapped around? Like, that greeting was a bigger greeting than the greeting that he had with the supposed fiance. Um, It was weird. It was just a bit weird. So She's getting ready. Her daughter's like, as long as you're happy, I'm happy for you. I am more comfortable with him. And so they're going to have this non-traditional wedding. And he says, and this is it, I think Emma has a pink dress. So he describes the pink dress that he thinks is like short and sexy. And you guys, the pink dress was not Emma's dress. The pink dress was this dress now who's wearing this pink short tight dress and how would he know that the daughter has a pink short tight dress isn't it weird to you does any mandy do you think that was odd carol do you think that was odd melody is that odd it's odd to me and it's gross to me and like how do you know that like how could he possibly know that you guys i'm sitting here waiting How? Mandy says, that was odd, ew. And Carol says, I wanted Emma to stop the wedding when he picked up the phone to talk to his mom. And Carol said, very strange. Ooh, Carol said, was he in her room? And Lori said, so creepy. Right, Carol? How would he possibly know that the, there was a pink short tight dress involved? You don't know what your fiance's dress looks like. You can't even guesstimate that it's white, but you're going to say it's pink. Yuck. Just yuck all across the board. Just yuck all across the board. So um, her dress, and I, I, I didn't capture it very well. Let me see if I have a better picture of it here. She's calling it kind of Greek, Egyptian, right? And when she comes out to greet him and he's waiting outside for her, what does he do? He gives her a hug, but it was one of those like tap, tap, tap on the shoulder hugs um, and says, thank you very much. What kind of crazy, weird situation is going on here, you guys? Because it's clear to me that he doesn't give a rat's ass about Emma. All he cares about is deciding whether or not he's going to go ahead and have a better life in the UK by any means necessary. Megan says, what is that thing on her head? I, I mean, I don't know. 
I don't know, Megan, this whole situation was, I think it was like the worst, the worst 90 day wedding that we've seen in a long time, in a long time. And the simple fact, Megan, that she's signing the paperwork right now while he's on the phone tells me that she has no common sense. Because you know what? If she didn't sign the document right here, she wouldn't think that she made a terrible mistake because she wouldn't have made the mistake. And between her and her daughter and her daughter's friend, someone needed to say something because this is outrageous. It's outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. So, um, she comes out. He doesn't say, oh, my God, you look so beautiful. I'm so excited to see you. I'm so excited to be with you. I'm so excited to spend the rest, the rest of my life with you. He says nothing. And she notices that he doesn't say anything and wishes he would. So she asks him, she's like, do you like my dress? He's like, yes. It's like Jesus's mother. That's what he said. Not you look beautiful. You're a beautiful bride. I love you as my beautiful bride. None of that. It's like Jesus's mother. That's that's the compliment. That's the compliment, Hussein. That's the compliment. So of course there's silence in the car. And it's tension and it's awkward. And I can't believe these two are getting married. Like that's how awkward it is. And he says he's feeling lonely in the car because he has no one from his home country there. She starts uh arguing with him. She says, you know, if you don't want to do this, if you don't love me. If this doesn't make you happy, tell me now. We have like 10 minutes and we can make sure that we don't go through this. Guess what? He's silent because you know what? He's not happy with her. He doesn't love her. He doesn't want to be with her, but he's going to be silent because guess what? He does want to go to the UK. He does want to have that visa so that he can go and live his best life. And guaranteed, you guys, he's going to go over to the UK and completely just gaslight her 1,000%. 1000%. And so they get to the wedding venue and she feels like, let's just get it over with. Now, can you imagine on your wedding day that you just want to get your wedding over with? You know, everyone's feeling awkward. There's a bunch of awkward, weird silence. And it was just, yes, Rebecca said this was hard to watch. It was really hard to watch because it was like, y'all don't even like each other. And you guys are already having issues. Why are you going through with this? Like, honestly, why? So there's a translator involved and the translator is translating everything from Turkish to English so they can understand what's happening. And um, she's like, you know, the setting is romantic because as you can see, there's a bunch of flowers and all of that in the background. But the atmosphere isn't. Yeah, the atmosphere atmosphere isn't romantic because y'all don't like each other. Y'all haven't even kissed. There's no romance. You guys, there's no romance, period. So, of course, it's not a romantic atmosphere because you guys don't even act like you're friends. I just, oh, my gosh, you guys, why? You know when you're just like, why? Why are we here? Why are we watching you two in the season finale when it's clear that you two are the the last couple that should ever have thought of getting married? So the translators, you know, doing the I do's and she says I do. And even before, did you guys notice that even before the translator said the full sentence with her name, Emma, he just says yes, because he doesn't care. Slide in anyone's name. Betty, Michelle, Lori, Carol, Mandy, Rebecca, Melody. He wouldn't have cared whose name it was as long as, as, you know what? I'm getting that visa by any means necessary. Like, he honestly just didn't care. He didn't even wait to hear his future wife's name being spoken during the the vows. It was mind-boggling. So he says yes to marrying her before her name is said. And during the vows, guess what? Phone rings and he answers it. And here's the picture you can see where he's answering the telephone. Listen, y'all, again, I blame Emma. Emma, you saw his phone ring and you saw that he answered it while you're doing your vows and while you're writing, um, you know, in the ledger 
to make it legal. Have you lost your mind? Have you lost your mind? Melody said, leave me out of this. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, have you lost your mind? Like, why, why would you go through with this? Y'all haven't even had sex. He hasn't kissed you yet, Emma. He doesn't want to be with you. Why? Why? Do you think you're getting the yummy? If he's not giving the yummy in six years, why do you think after you're getting married, he's going to give it to you? Because he ain't attracted to you. He didn't want to be with you. Why are we doing this? What are you getting out of it? Because, girl, you get nothing out of it. Nothing. Mandy says, this woman has flag color blindness. Facts. So then... <clears throat> They sign the legal documents. He's on the phone. He says his mom is calling. And you guys, did you notice that there was no hug? There was no kiss. There was nothing. They signed the documents. Boom. This was the most unromantic wedding I've ever seen. Ever. Ever. There was no affection. There was no love. There was no romance. Nothing. It was like the driest, most awkward wedding that you could say, this is a green card wedding. This is a visa wedding. This fool has wants nothing to do with her, yet she is so blinded by, I don't know what. I don't know what. She's blinded by something that she's not giving a rat's ass and she's going with it. But everyone else around her, including her daughter, should have spoke up and said, hey, listen, this is not something you should do because this fool is taking advantage of you. He's going to take all your money. He's going to cheat on you. And he's going to leave you as soon as he gets the equivalent of a green card in the UK. <sighs> terrible. Just 100% terrible. 100% terrible. So they sign the documents. Uh, and then as soon as she signs, she feels like she's made a massive mistake. And, and he says, you know, you're reacting bad because she's freaking out that he answered the phone. He's like, don't you know, Iranians love their mothers and their mothers come first. And maybe it's not like that in the UK, but that's how it is in Iran. Okay. We get that. We get that. And you can love your mom in any country and that's, that's fine. But to have the disrespect and audacity to be like, this is supposed to be a moment about you and your partner and you have no regard to your partner. What does that say? But then, then again, he's never had regard for her anyways. Never. He's never had regard for her anyways. Yes. Megan says she's blinded by extreme low self-esteem. I think so too. I really do. And that's unfortunate. So <clears throat> they get back to like the hotel area. They have a quick ring exchange and a quick kiss and she says it's finished can you imagine on your wedding day being like oh it's finished at first you're like let, let this let's get this over with and second of all you're like oh it's finished that's that's how you feel that's what like why would you even bother it does make again it just doesn't make any sense so she says it's finished and she literally walks away from him um <clears throat> he's like you know what emma stop acting like a five-year-old and then this is the part that pissed me all the way off, which completely made me assured that he was not in this for any type of reason that is good. He gave his ring that he just put on, that they just exchanged. He took it off, gave it to her daughter and said that he's allergic to it. Yeah, you're allergic to this whole situation. You're allergic to this whole situation. You don't want to really be married to her. You don't want anyone to know that you're married to her. You don't want to touch her. You don't want to love on her. You don't want to marry her. But what you do want is the money and the gifts that she sends you. You want the visa. You want to be able to go to the UK and live your best life. But everything else you're allergic to, including the ring that you've had on for five seconds. Oh, God, that's scary. Yes, Vanessa. So
they're getting their wedding shots taken. She's saying it's fake. They're putting being fake happy, but they need those pictures, you know, for the visa. And so they do that. And again, there was like no love or affection in any of it. They did like the 1980s um, prom picture. And then that was it. And then here's what was so weird to me. So then they were going to have a party and they're having a sunset boat wedding party. And she acted like everything was fine. She's like, you know, today was a hard day. But we were strong, and I love you, and I'm glad today happened. I was like, what? Did I miss something in the editing? Yeah, today was a hard day. It was a hard day because he was showing you very clearly and loudly that he doesn't want to be with you, and he disrespected you to your face, and you did nothing about it. And plus, you guys were fighting all day. He, You guys have – you barely – kissed you guys have not been intimate he's not held your hand and has said to you to your face that he doesn't want to hold your hand all of the things that showing you that he doesn't want to be with you and then you're going to turn around and say it was a hard day but you guys are strong make that make sense to me because no it's not that you're strong you're being stupid and ignorant and for the simple fact that some i feel like there are some women that just want to say that they're married and they don't care what that marriage looks like they don't care what that relationship looks like. And like someone said in the live chat, you know, I think that her self-esteem has a lot to do with it. And she's been single for so long. Think about it. She's been in this long distance relationship for six years. She's only seen him one time. They've never had sex. They've never consummated their their relationship. And they've barely just had pecs, pecs on the lips. But meanwhile, the daughter has jumped on him arms and legs wrapped around him no problem and he can describe the daughter's dress but can't describe his future wife's dress doesn't want to hold the future wife's hand doesn't want to wear a ring that he just got married because he's allergic like all the things it's all terrible it's all wrong yes emma you made a horrible mistake but then the next day, <clears throat> she says that when asked if they had sex on the wedding night, she said, yep. And I didn't believe it for one minute. Anyone in the live chat, do you actually think that they had sex? Let me know in the live chat. If you're watching the replay, let me know in the replay in the comments below and I'll comment back. I don't believe her for one minute. And where was he when they were doing her one-on-one? Because I would love to see in his face when she said that they had sex. Because I bet you his face would have told us that was a lie. So um, they have like a toast to her new husband. He's all, all he's concerned about is coming to the UK. He wants to open up a restaurant, a shop, do his friggin' personal training. So he's already thinking about his future and what he can get out of this situation. And it's just no bueno. Next up, Sean and Christine. Now, you guys, I just, I guess these two are a match. Like, I still just think that she's, I, I think she's in it for the wrong reasons. I think that she absolutely has a hidden agenda. And the first agenda was money. But now that she knows that there's no money there, she wants to make sure she can secure being in the UK and being able to bring over her other three children from the Philippines. So <clears throat> Mandy says, I think he consummated it to lock in UK green card equivalent. Yeah, Mandy, I don't still, I still don't believe it. I don't believe that they had sex. I just don't believe it at all. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. At all. I don't believe it. 
So Christine is still in Birmingham. She gets back. Uh, he apologizes. Sean apologizes for not communicating better with her. And she's like, well, you know, we're a team and we can work this out. So let's start it all over again. No more secrets, no more lies. And she tells him not to ever lie to her again. And what we find out is a few hours later, you know, because his mom is super involved in the relationship. Uh, Sean's mom and Christine get into a major fight. Um, because his mom thinks that Christine is there for the finance, financial reasons. Because she sees that Christine is not affectionate toward her son, never puts her arm around him, doesn't show him any type of affection, doesn't hold his hand, none of the things. And she's like, but as soon as it's payday, all of a sudden she's all over Sean, which she's been clear about that. She literally says to his face, I don't love you. I don't love you. I don't love you till payday. She literally says that. So it's not like he doesn't know that that's who her character is. Because this whole season, that's what she's been saying. And that's what she's been doing. She will literally say to his face, I don't love you. But I love you on payday. And he'll joke back and be like, oh, I know you don't love me. But when I get paid tomorrow, you're going to love me. And those are facts. Those are facts. So everything that the mom is seeing, well, she has, she's, been consistent in who she is. She's been consistent in what she wants and has it been about the money for a lot of the time? Hell yeah. Has it been about supporting her family and her gaggle of kids? Hell yeah. Oh, I did have this. I want to show you guys this real quick before I continue on because I saw it on Reddit question of the day and I posted it in my community so if you guys want to answer the discussion question head over to uh, the Melanated Way community tab is this the most illegitimate wedding in 90 day history my answer to that question is hell yeah hells to the yeah anyways back to Sean and Christine so the mom is just not feeling how Christine is dealing with her son, how she's treating her son. And so they have a big fight and she says, you know, whenever there's money, whenever there's money, uh, Christine's all over him like a rash. And when there's no money, she's cold as ice. So, Sean's all upset because, you know, the two women that he loves the most are fighting. And so he talks to his mom and she's like, you know, everything came to a head. She says, she's like, you know, the name she called me, the thing she said to me was unacceptable and no mom should be called those names. And Sean, of course, sided with his wife. He's like, I have to take Christine's side. Now that Christine's in the picture, you know, she's my partner. I have to agree with her and take her side. And he also thinks that his mom is a bit jealous because Christine is the love of his life now and she's number one. And it used to be up until that point that his mom was number one. So he thinks that there's some jealousy issues going on there. I don't know if that's necessarily true, Sean. Like, honestly, I don't. Uh, I think that uh, your mom is seeing some red flags in Christine are the same red flags that we've seen and concerns that we've had. You know, I was still waiting on a paternity test because I don't believe that that's his kid. Um, I also know that she is still expecting him to send all the monies back to the Philippines, even though he doesn't have any. And she was really disgusted that they had so much debt. Uh, but you know, she wants to pay off their debt and her debt because she has credit card debt too, right? That they want to pay off as well before they continue to send money back to the Philippines. And then the other part that was just like, uh, I don't know what's really going on here is, okay, now she's settling for the situation. But like I said earlier, I think she's settling because she wants to stay in the UK because she wants to bring the rest of her family over. She wants to bring all her, her three other kids over and get them in schools there and all, all the stuff that she said. Like, if you listen to her words, she's been very transparent about what she wants. 
And to me, Sean is the vessel. And, you know, I don't know if Sean is the sharpest tool in the box, but, you know, people that are lonely, loneliness can make you do different things all because you just don't want to be lonely anymore, right? You want to say you have someone. And he talks about that. He's like, now he doesn't have to be alone. Now he can go to work and come home and have someone waiting for him and have a family. And whether it's like, the real love, the real deal or not, at least he can say that. And some people, that's what they settle for, right? So they can say that they have someone and not be alone. So <clears throat> he's, Sean's talking to his mom and says, you know what? Okay, we're going to need a little bit of space. I'm going to talk to Christina, but just know that I'm picking Christina because she's my future. And the mom gets up and leaves and she's crying because, you know, her feelings are hurt. Like, okay, what? Um, Megan says, I support this relationship. They both benefit. Elaborate on that, Megan, because I am trying to see where you're coming from. I don't see it. So elaborate on that, on that statement. I'd love to hear more. So his mom is all upset. She gets up and walks away. Um, and as she's walking away, says, you know, I've never interfered in your life. And, you know, I only want what's best for you. And she storms off. And so he gets back to the house. Christine asks him, who will he choose? And he tells her, of course, I'm choosing you and my son. You are my life, he says. And, you know, I get it. Like, I get it. I get it. And I advocate for relationships, right? I advocate that if you are married and that's your partner, then you always have to support and have your partner's back. And I totally 100% stand by that. And I think it's you and your partner against the world. Um, however, that being said, my disclaimer with this is I don't know if I buy it. I don't know if Christine would have his back the same way, you guys. I just don't. I don't see it. I don't feel it. I don't feel it. Megan says she supports the relationship. They both benefit because he no longer has to say goodnight to a toaster. She can support her family. Is that a reason to be in a relationship, Megan? So that you don't have to be lonely anymore and say goodnight to your toaster? And so that there's financial support coming from abroad for a family that's not his? Is that enough to be in a relationship? I mean, I, I'm no expert, so I don't know. But to me, that that just is not enough. It's it's not enough for longevity. That's just into my personal feelings about it. It's just not enough. It's not enough. And like, yeah, that's all I'll say. Um, so a couple of weeks have gone by the mom texts Christine to meet her in the park. Um, so that they can talk about their fight. And be on mutual ground where, you know, they can just be open and honest with each other. So they meet. Kathleen apologize. Kathleen is Sean's mom. Apologizes uh, for calling her a gold digger. And two weeks later, she doesn't think that Christine is a gold digger anymore. They don't explain to us why she doesn't think that. What What's the change of heart? Like, what happened? Can I have some receipts? Like, what changed your mind? But we don't hear anything about it. Um, then Christine says, you know, I know you had concerns about me not showing affection, but in my culture, we show affection behind closed doors and not in public. And then Kathleen's like, yeah, I get it. You and I are both stubborn. We both said some hurtful things, but let's just start over. So they hug. They forgive each other all as well. I was like, you know what? I think Rebecca said it. She wanted to see the argument. Can you guys rewind and show us the argument so that we can see what they're making up about? Because I don't know about y'all, but it was just wrapped up too easy. Like the mom, if you remember from the beginning of the season, was coming in hard. She was coming in hard for Sean and she was standing with her, her son through the thick of it. And she raised some concerns. She had a fight with Christine. All of a sudden, two weeks later, not only does she apologize and all is forgiven, 
But then she says, this is my daughter-in-law. So did they get married? Because how how are you calling her your daughter-in-law? Plus, if you guys noticed, Christine was wearing a ring on her finger. And second of all, she said that's her best friend. And I was like, what? Your best who? What? What is happening? Did I miss a bunch of episodes? Did I miss some edits? You haven't talked to her in two weeks. You barely know her. And all of a sudden, she's your best friend? She's your best friend? You're... Okay, I'm not going to try to make it make sense. I My note says what? Like, just what? Your best who from where? Oh, Melody. No, thank you. He need, he's probably... A, He's probably at the dentist. That's where her, the best, his Sean's best friend was. He was at the dentist. Um, and if you guys are wondering what I'm talking about, Melody said, "Where's the friend with the teeth? We could have had more of him this episode." And no, thank you. If you guys, I, if you guys know anything about me, I close my eyes when I watch him on the screen. I can't, like I'm like this because woof, woof, I cannot. Hey, Rodella. Hey, girl. Hey. So, Christine and Kathleen walk back hand in hand. They meet up with Sean. The mom, Kathleen, says everything is sorted. They do a group hug. They all kiss. And I just, I don't know, you guys. It just doesn't seem right to me. Something is just like, I don't know. It just is weird. It's all very weird. It's all very, very weird. It's just very weird. So it's the next day. And Sean's going to propose to Christine. And here's the thing. He's proposing even though she's still married in the Philippines. So make that make sense. Okay. But he's going to propose anyways. So he gets her what he says, a quote unquote token ring because he can't afford a real ring right now. He plans a a picnic, makes it all romantic, but he's really awkward. You guys, I don't know if you noticed that, but like the way he was walking around and setting up, he's a very awkward individual, but I mean, whatever. That doesn't mean that he's not lovable. He's just awkward. And so he sets up the picnic. He's got champagne. He has a rope that he's tied to the bottle of the champagne to throw it in the river so that it can stay cool. And I was like, well, why would you not just get a bucket with ice? But I mean, to each their own, I suppose. And she shows up. I thought she was wearing a bathrobe, but I guess it was just like a long sweater. Uh, But she shows up in a robe and he's like, you know, I love you so much. Um, and she says, I don't love you, which is something she typically says on the regular. And he proposes to her. He says, I love you. I appreciate you. Will you marry me? She says, yes, which is weird to me because like, how do you say yes to a proposal when you're still already married? But (sighs) I don't know. Apparently they've been together for eight years. And so if you guys have been together long distance for eight years and you guys love each other and that's the love of your life, then why hasn't she gotten divorced yet? And I know we talked about it and people explained to me that divorce in the Philippines is not um, easy to do and they don't do it often. People just stay married and they do go their separate ways because it's expensive and all the things, but it's been eight years You're in this new relationship. You said yes to this marriage now. So you're going to have to get divorced. I don't know. Anyways, he gets the champagne of the river on the rope that he has it on. They pop the bottle. They cheers. And now they're in love. And that's how their story ends this season. (sighs) <sighs> so it's I don't know you guys maybe it's the editing but it's like uh, it's just very hard for me to understand like what the hell then Richard 
He's back in the UK. He's at the pub because that's where he loves to be. He's meeting with his friend. Uh, he feels like the Philippines went fantastic. But since he's been back, Kathleen's been distance with, distant with him, um, told him that she's fallen out of love with him, and she's not returning any of his messages or calls. And usually they talk like 15 to 20 times a day, but she's not been talking to him. And she's just gone. And you know what? It totally makes sense to me now because uh, if you see any of his social media, she he never posted her. And if he did post a picture that he had with her, he would like supersede his face on top of her. And it's interesting to me that she didn't want to be a part of the season finale. She didn't want to be a part of this at all. And so since he, he left the Philippines, like she should stop filming because she was done. And I got to say, I'm actually proud of her for choosing her because this situation was effed up. And even his friend says the situation was effed up. So you know what, Kathleen, all the things that you showed us, you were a family girl, a nice girl, an educated girl, all the things you chose you first, bravo, right? Because you have this grown ass man that literally wanted a Asian slave to come and be his slave to him and his lifestyle. And she put her foot down and was like, nah. Megan said, is there going to be a season two? Yes, there's a season two. Yes, they're already casting for season two. They've already been renewed for season two. So yes, 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 and yes. Um, and if you guys know anyone in uh, the UK that has an international relationship and wants to be on the show, the casting directors have reached out to me. I can forward that information Hit me up in my DMs and I will forward that information to you. Okay, so um, she's just gone. She's not talking to him. She's not returning his call. call. She's gone. He says he's upset. He says he's been crying. Uh, he doesn't like how this feels. And then says, because it's Richard, says he thinks she's being this way because it's her time of the month. Now, there's not a lot of people that make me cuss. I'm not a big cusser, but this fool right here makes me cuss all the friggin' time. This friggin' misogynistic fool literally said in 2022, whether he's trying to be funny or not, because I'm going to go on the not part, that she's avoiding you. She's not returning your call because she, she's on her period. You need to get the fuck out of here, dude. Like you need to, you need to go and find a therapist and deal with whatever deep seated backward ass issues you have about women, because I'm going to tell you right now, if you think you're being funny, you think you're being the UK version of Big Ed, we hate Big Ed. We hated Andrew. And you're in that same category. And no, that's why your social media following is not growing. That's why no one talks about you. No blogger is posting you. No Instagrammer is reposting you. Because how can you endorse this type of behavior? As a female... As a content creator, how can we endorse it? When you say crazy shit like this, how? How? How can we endorse it? Mandy says, awful. Rebecca says, I hope we never see him again. Uh, Lori said, he's the worst. He's like Ed plus Colt. I don't even think Colt's that bad. I wouldn't even put Colt in that same category, to be honest. I put Ed in the category. I put Andrew in the category and Richard all in the same category. But... What you're not about to do is disrespect women continually on national TV who, if you look at the demographics, Richard, I'm going to give you a little hint. If you go ahead and look at the demographics for the 90 Day Fiance franchise, 90% of the viewers are women ages 25 to 45. So you are not only offending a whole group of women internationally, those same women are not then about to follow and support you. So if you're looking at the 1% or 2% or 8% or whatever of other 
who watch the franchise religiously and have for years, then good luck to you. That's why you have a thousand followers. It's that it's that one percent. But everyone else, nah, they're not impressed. Just saying, I'm I'm trying to help you out there, and you know, not surprised that Kathleen has decided to choose her, decided to choose what's best for her as a female. So after he says, you know, she's ignoring him because it's her time of the month, his friend with logic and all of his friends seem to be this way. All of his friends seem to feel like he's the problem says, you know, do you think it's because you're, you've been quote unquote, Richard, you know, you're like, do my cleaning, do my cooking, etc." And she's been thinking that now that she's had this time with you that this isn't what she wants. That's absolutely what it is. She's not going to come with her education when you aren't promising marriage. You're not promising a future, anything. You're literally wanting her to make her own way, have her own career, work 12 plus hours a day, and then come home and be a modern day slave to you, cook, clean, pick up your socks, do all the things for you, do massages for you, do all the things. And you, and what does she get out of it? She doesn't need you to go to the UK. If she gets her traveling nurse or medical, whatever she does visa on her own, she doesn't need you. And I think she probably realized that. Shanta said he's very disrespectful towards women. That part, Shanta, that part. So when the friend's like, you know, do you think it's because of you being you and you all the things that you've said and the acronym for wife and all the things that you've come up and created? And Richard's like, no, I take no responsibility for, for it at all. And thinks he's gone above and beyond what an average boyfriend would do or would have done to make it work. Um, and so the friend's like, well, where do you think you stand then? And you think this is done or are you in limbo? And he reads a text for Kathleen and it says, sorry, I don't know what to say, but sorry, I'm not happy anymore. Well, it sounds to me like it's over. It's done. Finito. She's not happy. She doesn't know what to tell you. She tried to explain to you that she had some concern. You didn't hear her because you were more concerned and worried about your needs and your wants and your actions. And so she's like, you know, I'm not happy and it's over. So, yeah, it seems like it's done. And he says he he feels drained and he just wants closure after four years. And. You know, his plan of this is what he says, you guys. He wants closure after four, his four-year plan where Kathleen would move to the UK. This is his four-year plan. Move to the UK, pick up his socks, and life would be brilliant. But now he doesn't know what's going to happen. So he calls her, does a FaceTime call. She doesn't answer. And he says he feels lost. And his phone like vibrates, gets a text. He thinks it's her. It's not her. And so he's like, you know what? There's plenty of fish in the sea. And any woman that gives him a spark in his belly, a twinge in his pants, then he'll be fine. And as you see in this photo, he puts on his crown. He says he's King Richard. He's going to be fine. I teased, if you guys know, wah. I teased Wah. I said Wah. Wah is free. He's a super fan of Wah. She's in California. He's in the UK. They have an online spark. He met his last woman online. So maybe Wah and him could spark something up for season two. We all know Wah. And, uh, you know, let's make that happen. I would like to see that happen. And on our Instagram live, if you missed it at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, you know, Wa said that she did think he was attractive. So, hi, Dustin. I mean, maybe we can make that happen. Maybe we can make that happen. And if you're wondering who Wa is, just call me Wa. She has that big YouTube page. I'm sure you. She's a content creator. She's fantastic. And so, you know, I'm trying. I'm over here trying to set her up with 
you know, someone who has mutual respect for each other. If they have mutual respect and they're online, hey, why not? Make that happen. Uh, so at the end of the day, he said it, he'll, he hopes it will work out with Kathleen, but if not, he'll be okay. Uh, you can't keep King Richard down for long. Last that we got to see on this episode, which again is so weird because, you know, we were invested in all the couples and this couple, I mean, if you can call them a couple, came in last minute and I mean, okay, are Pat and Sam. So she's out ballroom dancing with her friends. And I personally think that Pat should just live her best life, you know, 69 or whatever she is. Live your best life, Pat. Live your life. Go out with your friends. It's obviously you have a beautiful social life. Lots of friends and support around you. Just forget about Sam. Forget about having this boy toy and call it a day. Because again, this is another red flag that I just, I think is unnecessary. I think it's unnecessary. So she's ballroom dancing. She feels like she's going to get one close, step closer every day to seeing um, Sam on this trip that she's planned on her, you know, 43-foot yacht boat. And her friend at the ballroom dancing was like, well, you know, who's paying for all of this? Are you? And she's like, hey, auntie. Hey, girl. Hey. Holla. Um, who's paying for all of this stuff? Who's paying for the trip? Who's paying for his lifestyle? Who is paying? Are you? Yes. Yes, Pat is paying for everything, but she feels okay about it because she feels like he's genuine. She feels like they're both Christians and love each other and want to be together and make it work. And the friend was like, well, you know that there are con artists, right, online. But, you know, Pat thinks that his feelings for her seem to be sincere. She feels like she's being attacked and she doesn't like it. And the friend's like, well, I don't buy it. I don't, I don't buy what he's putting down and neither do I, I don't buy it. This dude. <laughs> Leslie said, I don't think why would be attracted to Richard and want to clean up after him. Leslie head over to Instagram when you have a chance and go to the docuseries page and watch our live that we did. Was said that she found him attractive, though she may not necessarily want to clean up to him after him, but she does find him attractive and they've had online sparks. So if I'm starting a rumor out there, so be it, but I'm starting a rumor with facts. So a rumor with facts cannot be a rumor. Well, I love you. Don't come for me. I'm just speaking truths. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> Pat thinks Sam's feelings are sincere. She doesn't want to hear a friend tell her about anything about scammers, about con artists, about paying for anything. Um all of it. And the friends, like, you know, the whole money part is very dubious. And it sounds to me like, you know, you paying for his scooter or motorcycle, you sending him money every month is dubious. And Pat gets defensive and doesn't want to hear more from her friend about any of it. And the friend's like, you know, I don't think he's ever going to materialize in real life. And if that was not foretelling the future, and you know what? We should have known you guys because when we looked at, because this picture you're seeing on your screen, this was the promotional photo. And when you don't have a photo of the two people in the same spot, you know, these fools didn't meet in real life. So that was the first giveaway. The split screen was the first giveaway. The second giveaway is the season finale where the friend's like, he may never materialize in real life. Guess what? He doesn't. Guess what? He doesn't. Um, so 
Pat's all in her feelings. So she, hey, Connie, hey, girl, hey. Pat's all in her feelings. So uh, she video chats him to solidify, you know, their plans to go to Greece for holiday um, to spend time on her boat. And then he's like, oh, I have not good news. He can't come because he's busy with this studying of his course. And I started laughing because he was never coming. You know, first of all, he's never left Pakistan. Second of all, even though she was paying for everything, right, his trip, all the things, he doesn't actually want to spend time with her. He just wants the money. He doesn't want to actually spend time with her. And then when he's able to come to the UK and have a free place to live, then that's what he's going to do. And guess what? He's not going to do any of the hanky-panky, yammy-bammy, thank you, ma'am, boy, toy stuff because he's going to say, well, we're both Christian. And like she said, there's no sex before marriage. So he's got it golden. And then when he finds a proper job at, in the UK, and I've actually talked to a friend who's, who's, who's moving over to the UK and is a nurse, there are so many benefits for traveling nurses that he actually doesn't even need to stay with her. They put you up in housing. They give you a stipend, all the things. So as soon as he finds out that that's the case, there's going to be no more Pam and, and or Pam. Sam and Pat. I combined their names. That's funny. There's going to be no more Sam and Pat because he's going to find out that he doesn't actually need her. So she's disappointed. She wanted to kiss and hold him. And he's more concerned about the process of getting to the UK because obviously that he doesn't know all the things that I just told you. And so he's going to focus on that. And he says, you know, he thanks her for understanding about his quote unquote ambition, right? Cause ambition is to just get to the UK. His ambition is, he doesn't say, Oh, it's about being with you and I love you and I want to be with you. No, it's ambition. Not only does he want to get to the UK to make a better life for himself, but he wants to bring his entire family over all 13 of them, all 13 of them. Did you hear that part? The 13 of them? His mama, his daddy, every single cousin, nephew, brother, sister, all of them. He is their savior. And he is going to save them with Pat's money, with Pat's apartment, with Pat's nest egg. That is his plan. Auntie says, I think that women who don't listen to other women speaking the obvious deserve everything they get. Facts. 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 You aren't wrong, Auntie. You are not wrong. You are not wrong. Listen, your friends are telling you about all the red flags in your face and you decide that, no, you're going to ignore it. And not only you're going to ignore it, you're going to be defensive towards your lifelong friends who are just trying to protect you. And then meanwhile, everything that your friends say come true. That's on you, fools. That's on you. So she goes out for ice cream with her other friend, Anne. And Anne's like, you know, what's going on? And, you know, after waiting for two years, she's like, we're probably going to have to wait six or eight more months before he can arrive. Uh, if if he even does arrive. And you guys, I don't believe that he's going to arrive because that's not why he's he's there. He's there for the money and he's there just in case he needs a place to stay while he's in the UK pursuing his dreams and quote his words verbatim ambitions. Now that was the end of the season. Now, Caleb and Marvin, why did we not get to see them? What happened with them? The last we saw about them is that Marvin proposed to Caleb and what did he go back to Seychelles? What happened? When are we going to find out? How do you leave us hanging like that? A whole full-on couple that we're clearly invested in. Plus, you know, they're they're one of the very few uh, same-gender couples. What happened there? Thank you, Mandy. I always forget to say that. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Don't forget to like and subscribe. So what happened to them, right? That made me upset because I invested my time and I said that they were my second favorite couple on the show. And then... What happened to Alejandro and Katie? Did they get married? Did she go to Mexico? Did she have the traditional wedding? Did she not have the traditional wedding? What happened there? 
why don't we find out that we didn't even get, you know, at the end sometimes with 90 Day Fiance, they give you the written update. We didn't even get a written update. It was like they weren't even part of the show. I, I, I just, I guess I don't understand the editing. I guess I don't understand the process. Like, what? I guess we got a little bit of closure with Victoria and Sean, right? Because Sean went back to Japan and she went back to Birmingham and then we're going to see how it goes. So I guess last episode, we got a little bit of closure with them. Um, but I could have still done with an update like, hey, by the way, they broke up because it's clearly they're not compatible and, you know, they don't necessarily want to be with each other. So the end. And then Bridie and Host, what happened to them? The last we saw, she went and visited him for a weekend. And that was it. What? Right? And he said, Bridie, what happened? Did she sell the house? Did she put her and her two babies out on the street because she was going to spend all that money to take this fool over? The fool that she only met for two for two days? Who clearly has a, a, a different agenda? And whether they love each other or not, y'all don't know each other long enough for me to put up my house. I am not selling the deed to my house to do nothing for nothing. You, you ain't got a job. You can't make this a 50-50 commitment. Why did I sell my whole house? Why don't we save, well, both save for another year or so. And in that year, we get to know each other and we'll we'll pool our monies and then go ahead and try to get that visa for you. But what I'm not about to do is put me and my babies on the street so that the love of my life that I've known for two weeks, can, not even two weeks, I've seen for two days in real life can come over. That's what I'm not about to do. You put you and your babies on the street. Oh Lord. There's just no listen. I must see love differently. I really I must see it differently because I just I think that's crazy. I, I think that's a little crazy. Um, and so that was the end of all things 90 days. Uh, fiance UK season one episodes one through 10. You guys let me know how you feel about it. You guys let me know if you feel fulfilled, if you feel like you have questions, because I still have a ton of questions, but in the meantime, I guess that's where we are and we'll have to wait to episode or season two and see what couples come back, what new couples are introduced. But I, for one could have got a lot more closure. I, for one, like, is there going to be a tell-all? Is there going to be a tell-all like there are for other 90-day stuff? Like, I, for one, could could have some, some of these loose ends tightened up a little bit. And I get it's their first season and they're feeling it out and all the things. But, like, y'all need... Okay, in my personal opinion, y'all need to get a better editor. And you see how on my screen I have lower thirds here? It says Linda Entry the Melanated Way. Go ahead and invest in some lower thirds so that the secondary characters like the moms and the brothers and the friends, you can pop their names in so that as we get invested, we know who we're talking about. So you can do that. Third of all, if you're going to have a different version for the UK and then different version for everyone else in the world, then make that known so that we know that we're not missing stuff because there was a lot of question and concerns when the first episodes dropped and there was only one episode outside of the UK, but there were three episodes inside of the UK. So there's that part. So there's like, you know, I get it. Learning curve. Just tighten it up for season two. Tighten it up. Tighten it up. Because we need it to make sense. If you know anything about the 90 Day Fiance fandom and community, we've been here, done that. We've been here for years. We know what we expect and we know what not to expect. So I'm going to give it to you that this was like, you know, your, what do you guys say? Is it junior, sophomore? I don't know. In, in Canada, we don't have that. So I'm just going to say this was like your first year. Y'all didn't know any better, but you better come back season two. Tightening up. Yes, auntie tightening up the editing and production so that it makes more sense so that we have less questions and then we don't have to drag the editing and, and figure out who's who, what's what. And Oh, by the way, can you do the recap? 
of what happened last week for the people that are like, oh, okay, what happened again? Do that part. So if you want me to give you some cliff notes, go ahead and reach out to me, the production of 90 Day Fiance UK. I'll go ahead and send you some notes because I want season two to be better. Even though I love season one because it was refreshing, but I just want the editing. Let's tighten it up. Let's just tighten it up. <laughs> All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining me. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe. I will be back tomorrow covering 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After. Bye for now.